It's Monday morning. My name's Dan Reeves. Let's bring in Justin Canoe, the Tennessee Holler. He joins us this morning. Justin, good Monday morning and happy MLK Day. How are you, sir? Happy MLK Day, Dan. I'm fine. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. And I was, was checking out this morning some things that you're working on. And it's I, I, why this surprises me, I don't know. But it's still stunning when you read it, when it's in print. That 740,000 Tennesseans are uninsured. It's a shame. It's a disgrace. You're right for Tennessee not to expand Medicaid, policy murder. And don't tell me we can't. When you get elected, you get free health care. The emperor has no clues or has no clothes, but the emperor does have health care coverage. And I've always, I've said this many times in the program, Justin, if you want to give politicians incentive to change this absolute toxic train wreck of a medical system we have, then they should be put in the same boat as you and I. Instead, of, instead we've got to supply them with Cadillac health care. What do you say to that? I think you're absolutely right. Um, <clears throat> They get state health care plans. These are the same people that have been fighting against Medicaid expansion in Tennessee. And just to put some numbers on it, we reject a billion dollars a year. Every year we don't expand in Tennessee. Raising it to 100, 138% of the poverty level would put 300,000 more people on the rolls that would be able to see a doctor when they get sick. We are number one in medical bankruptcies here in Tennessee. We're at the bottom in infant and maternal mortality rate. We're at the top in rural hospital closures per capita. So it is policy murder. It's a disgrace. And the clip that you're talking about we posted was Reverend Dr. Barber when he was in Nashville for MLK Day two years ago. And he went on a rant about you can't say you support Martin Luther King and post memes about him on days like today when you spend the other 364 days a year fighting against his agenda to get people health insurance and to lift poor people up across the country. So Reverend Dr. Barber said that on a stage with Governor Lee sitting right behind him. It was one of the greatest moments that I've seen in the last couple of years since we've been running the holler. And I think more people need to speak truth to power like that. So I appreciate that you're willing to say it on your show. Well, it's Justin, you probably find this same uh, hurdles that, that I do in trying to figure out why uh, Tennesseans, uh, specifically, and in general, Americans vote against their own interests until the people are educated on what's going on, because I think they understand that, hey, we're getting screwed, they just don't know who's doing it. How do, how do we tackle this and educate Tennesseans on what's really going on and, and the type of power that we could actually have if we all came together, white, black, brown, power with the people, that's when we could get the things done how do we go about that? Well, that's the question. You just ask it the exact right way. It is about coming together, putting aside our racial differences, any other kinds of differences we have, and focusing on the issues that really would bring us together and should bring us together that aren't partisan issues like getting people health care, putting more money in people's pockets, making sure people can take care of their families. So those are the issues that we need to focus on. We need people to vote based on those issues. But the reason that we don't break through is because there are entrenched 
status quo special interests who don't want us to. They oftentimes control the airwaves. They are in the pockets of special interests, corporations, big donors. You know, they want things to stay the way they are, whether it's big pharma, whether it's, you know, big energy, that kind of thing. And their biggest fear is what you just said. It's people coming together across racial lines, understanding that these issues affect all of us equally, no matter what color our skin is. And that is the message that Martin Luther King was carrying. It's the message that Reverend Dr. Barber carries to this day with the Poor People's Campaign. And Tennessee especially is a place that really needs to hear that message. We have a lot of poverty. You know, we are a very uh, haves versus have not state. And the problem is the people in power, the supermajority that we have in power, they don't tell that part of the story. They go around talking about how fiscally responsible we are, but they don't talk about the $730 million in TANF funds they don't spend. They talk about how great our healthcare system is, but they don't talk about how many people don't have coverage, how many hospitals are closing. People need to start hearing the whole story, and that's why we started The Holler, and that's why I appreciate, again, what you're saying on your show. Well, and Justin, the feeling's mutual in the work that you guys are doing, true journalism. Now, uh, Justin, uh, Justin Canoe is our guest with the Tennessee Holler. The website is tnholler, dot com. TNHoller.com. You can find him, The Tennessee Holler, on Facebook and on Twitter. Now, Justin, here in West Tennessee, we've really been getting the short end of the stick. I, It's almost as though it's, well, I go back to, to Haslam and now uh, Governor Lee, that they almost consider Tennessee to be much like West Virginia, in Virginia, there's Tennessee and then there's West Tennessee. While Middle and East Tennessee get the bulk of the economic development money, although it's we equally pay the taxpayers of West Tennessee, uh, here in West Tennessee, we're, we're washing our clothes in the canoe. Uh, not the canoe, the canal. Just in canoe. <laughs> we're stealing bread from ducks is what I'm trying to tell you, is the, uh, the mega sites. Yeah. It's empty. But Justin... And when it comes to, to medical, because when people are looking at relocating, when they're looking at maybe moving a factory uh, to West Tennessee, one of the first things they look at is is medical, is health care. And that billion dollars a year that, that Tennessee has waved bye-bye to because of, I think, politics, we've seen, I mean, some major towns in West Tennessee lose their hospitals, Humboldt, Trenton, McKenzie. Brownsville, and there are more out there. So it's just stunning. And to highlight it, you may recall, well, certainly you you remember Governor Ned Ray McWhorter and the great run he had over eight years as governor and the Speaker of the House before that. His son, Mike McWhorter, who's a conservative Democrat, was running, and he couldn't even win in his own hometown, although his, his dad had that great work that he did for West Tennessee. I thought that really highlighted the partisan divide in Tennessee. Well, let's talk about what it goes back to, right? I mean, this expansion that we're talking about, first of all, it's just math, and you know, there's a reason Governor Haslam, our Republican governor, wanted to expand Medicaid. There are plenty of Republican reps in the places that you just mentioned where hospitals are closing who have said we're doing the wrong thing by not expanding. But it is politics. That's what happened. It was because it was tied to 
Obama's signature piece of legislation. Obama, they call it Obamacare, it's the Affordable Care Act, and it's why they didn't want to expand. And then over time, because they were so entrenched with what they had done, they just refused to admit that they were wrong, no matter how many people it's hurting. Now they've turned around and tried to pass this block grant, which I think will hurt even more people. There are no guarantees. Even one more person will have coverage because of it. And again, it's playing politics with people's lives. So we do need to get past the partisan divide, especially when it comes to this issue. There are real people hurting. I I don't know if you've ever heard of a thing called remote area medical. It's a group that used to go to third world countries to Mm -hmm. give health care to people for free in places that they couldn't get it any other way. They've been going to Tennessee a lot lately, East, East Tennessee, even West Tennessee, and setting up shop. And if you go to one of these places and you see people sleeping in a parking lot at like 3 a.m. to line up to go in and see a doctor or a dentist because they can't do it any other way, it looks like a third world country. There is a lot of pain and suffering here in Tennessee, and expanding Medicaid would not solve the problem, but it would certainly go a long way towards helping a lot of people And it's simply inexcusable that we haven't done it. And it is policy murder. There are people who are provably dying because they don't have access to health insurance. Yeah, and what's the irony of this is, um, you know, pro-life, you know, supporting the rights of the unborn. Once you're born, hey, you're on your own. It's it, there's a lot right. of irony in that. So Justin Canoe joining us in a program from the Tennessee Holler. Uh, something else you guys have been covering at the Tennessee Holler is, is Governor Lee's pastor, Steve Berger. He called WSMV out of Nashville the devil as he was announcing that he's now that he's transitioning out of senior pastor. Uh, that was a few days after catching heat for this right here. Let me play you the clip. Well, let's see. Where's the clip? Uh, here we go. Any more attention this Let me pull morning. this I mean, back to the beginning here. Uh, thanks for being patient, folks. Here we go. Here's the clip of the past. Okay, so enough of that. I don't uh, want to give the devil any more attention this morning. I mean, WSMV. I don't want to give them any more attention this morning. Now, that was um, before for his congregation at church. and So, so Justin, not only have... Uh, local politicians picked up on uh, the, the politics of division. Many pastors are playing that game as well today, dividing. And that's something the ruling class has done since day one at planet Earth. It's a very simple technique. It just happens to work. It's called divide and conquer. This is very concerning. What do you make of this? And why did the, this is Governor Lee's pastor what do you think he stepped stepped aside? Uh, he, he said this is something that was already planned, although he didn't mention it. What's going on with Pastor Steve Berger? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, so Pastor Steve Berger is at Grace Chapel in Franklin. He's Governor Lee's pastor. He's also Senator Jack Johnson's pastor. And he was in D.C. for the rally that turned into a, an insurrection or a riot, whatever you want to call it. He says he wasn't a part of it, but in the in the moments right afterwards, he did a live stream and blamed Antifa, which he then backtracked on. He caught some heat for blaming Antifa, which has been proved that those were false reports. He then also went on 
during his uh, uh, sermon on Sunday, the day, the Sunday after the attack, and blamed all kinds of reporters at Tennessean and at WSMB. And he spent basically 20 minutes during his sermon railing against reporters. And then now, a week later, they're announcing that he's no longer going to be senior pastor at Grace Chapel and saying it has nothing to do with this, that this was planned all along. He had deleted his Twitter account just a day before this announcement. So if you ask me, something very different is going on here. It's completely inappropriate for him to be settling scores during a sermon on Sunday when people are there to hear, you know, about the gospel and, and hear, you know, positive things. This guy is just railing against his enemies and calling WSMV the devil. It's more about the attack on truth. You know, I won't say the media gets it right all the time. We don't get it right all the time. But I do know a lot of good people in the media are trying to do their best to get it right. And if we don't have a shared set of facts, we have nothing. So we need the media. We need to stop railing against the media. And people like Pastor Berger are being completely irresponsible by spending their time on Sundays doing this. I know Governor Lee will not speak out against it because he never takes a strong stand on anything. But, you know, this is not something that people should be subjected to during their Sunday services. Justin Canoe from the Tennessee Holler joining us in the program. I want to ask you the latest, what you know, when it comes to the FBI agents that search the homes and offices of Tennessee state lawmakers, uh, U.S. Attorney's Office released that statement uh, last week or so that former GOP House Speaker Glenn Cassida and State Representative Robert Smith uh, uh, were, were among those at the Tennessee Attorney's Office from the Middle Tennessee District. Um, what do you know? What's the latest? What's happening? What, what's the FBI on to with these former, well, with Cassida, number one, the former speaker, and some sitting politicians right now? What do you know? Well, there's still a lot of questions about this. I think the two main subjects that it's about are First of all, there were some funds funneled into a primary to unseat Rick Tillis uh, in a primary. He, was, he lost to uh, Representative Werner, who has just taken over. And that goes back to Tillis was operating an anonymous Twitter account, being critical of his fellow Republican lawmakers. Somebody, this is real, urinated in his seat <laughs> at the legislature and then they went, they went about uh, getting him primaried, and he lost. Now, Rick Tillis's brother is Senator Tom Tillis, United States Senator Tom Tillis. And apparently there were hundreds of thousands of dollars funneled into that race illegally, so that's a big part of it. But because Cassida is involved, there's a lot, also a lot of talk about potentially this leading to some of the allegations surrounding the voucher law that was passed as some Republican lawmakers have said, through bribes and threats. Kent Calfee said that. Uh, there were reports of potentially military promotions being offered in exchange for voucher votes. Because Governor Lee, this is his signature piece of legislation, getting public school funds steered towards private schools. And it was declared unconstitutional by a judge. It's now in limbo again. But the way that it was passed, it barely passed. And a lot of it had to do with you know, threats and bribes and slush funds. And so I think it's some combination of campaign finance issues surrounding Rick Tillis's race and also potentially the voucher 
situation. And if I were Governor Lee, I would be a little nervous because he didn't apparently know much about what was coming down the pike. Cameron Sexton did. And, you know, if you're offering military promotions in exchange for voucher votes, one would think Governor Lee would have to sign off on that. So it's possible that this is rolling uphill towards him, and I wouldn't be sleeping too tight if I were him. Boy, well, I mean, hey, listen, there's no wonder people smoke cigarettes. Earth is a stressful place to live. (laughs) (laughs) What do you make of Follow me on this one for saying, Jefferson. It's a ten- Tennessee now is in the uh, is remains in the top ten this week, and we're not talking about football or basketball. We're talking about COVID nineteen. No, uh, it with COVID. Yes. and if you go per capita, Tennessee is near the top of the list. So you could say that Tennessee is an epicenter, is the epicenter for COVID nineteen in the United States. The United States is the epicenter for COVID-19 for the world. You mix that in with lack of health care. You mix that in with the opioid epidemic. Where are we right now? And and how do the and we continue to brag about, hey, our rainy day fund. What's the truth and what's happening in Tennessee <laughs> right now? I mean, because I, I think it's raining, don't you? Yeah, you're, you're right. You're, you're right on it. It's pouring. It's pouring. And I think that's the question a lot of people have is, what good is a rainy day fund if you don't use it when it's raining? And yes, we are, you know, in, we've been in the wrong, on the wrong side of this COVID situation since the beginning. Governor Lee's refrain was the storm is passing, the storm is passing. Well, it didn't pass. It just kind of hovered over us. We were number one for a long time. Yes, we're still in the top 10. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with just a lack of uniformity, a lack of leadership, a lack of willingness to do the right thing there was never a silver bullet for this but the signals that were being sent from the top were that it wasn't that serious you know governor lee was seen without masks on on multiple occasions and you know we just never really had people in charge doing the things that needed to be done to eradicate this thing it was always a tough situation it was always you know a difficult uh, thing to handle no question but their priority was always just sort of pretending it wasn't a big deal. And that's why we are where we are. So, you know, hopefully now that think people are getting vaccinated, we'll start to see this thing fade away a little bit. But even the vaccination rollout has been rough. There's a lot of vaccines that are sitting, you know, un- unused. We haven't put the full force of the federal government, the state government behind it. And, you know, I'm hopeful that that will change when we have a new administration takeover. They seem to be willing to prioritize this. But in the meantime, I think the bottom line is we've seen what happens when you have people in charge of government who don't actually believe government is the answer for anything. And in fact, regularly rail against it and vilify it. So, you know, I'm not a big government guy, but I am a good government guy. And I think we do need to understand that government is how we take care of each other. It's not always the bad guy. Justin Canoe, the Tennessee holler, Joining us on the program, um, I just got a text saying that Freddie is a narcissist. Um, that's, uh, I guess they're talking about my cat. Sorry about that, Justin. I called, kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> this, um, you know, when people, what it, it, you know, I've got friends and I've got family that listen to this program, and my own mother tries to. Um, Sean Hannity more than she trusts me. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> now, <laughs> now I'm laughing about that, but it's also it's sad. It's uh, uh, what's going on that, yeah. in this country, and um, this is the result, in my opinion, of 40 years of propaganda. You can't undo that overnight. Right. It, it takes a, a concentrated effort to do it, uh, Justin. Yep. And uh, you you committed to do that. It sounds like. Yeah, well, you know, just to talk a little bit about the hauler for a second, we started with the Tennessee hauler beginning of last year. Since then, we've got 10 more haulers that have sprung up. We have haulers in Memphis, Knoxville, Chattanooga, uh, Harrogate, Tri-Cities, Murfreesboro, on and on. And, you know, we're trying to sort of combat the misinformation that you're talking about. You're absolutely right. So much of this state especially trusts the right-wing media voices that they've heard and, you know, that's all they hear. They control the airwaves. They're the only input that they have. So what we've tried to do is, is start the haulers, talk locally to people where they live, and, and do it with facts and videos. We're very video-based and social media-based. So if you follow the haulers, as we like to say, all throughout the state, you'll see the things that we're talking about, and they'll be backed up by video. We won't just, you know, they're not just our opinions because people can dismiss that as fake news or say it's just your opinion. But we do it with videos. We pull clips out of the legislature, out of committees. We always try to support with evidence. And so if you disagree with the things that we're saying here, you know, talk to us. We're very accessible. Ask us where we're getting our information from, and we'll always happily share it with you. We are not committed to any one party. We are committed to the truth, and we're committed to things like getting people health care and putting more money in people's pockets and crossing partisan divides. So, you know, we're really trying to combat that misinformation that you're talking about. We know it's not going to be something that happens overnight, but we feel like the more that we sound the alarm, the more that we lift up voices that are preaching the truth around here, the better chance we'll have to take the state into a better direction. Justin Canoe, the Tennessee Holler, joining us in a program. And, and uh, you, you know, when I, when I talk with someone that's, that's passionate about um, about educating Tennesseans and and uh, working hard to share the truth with Tennesseans. It's not committed to one party or the other, but committed to what's in the best interest of Tennesseans and Americans. I, Justin, I'm, I'm kind of like a great Dane that smells bacon on your clothes. You know, I just hey, I get excited. Um, and thank you for the for the hard work that you're doing out there. And and we'll be talking often. I hope. That would be great, and I appreciate you having us on. And any time, Dan, really appreciate you letting me to talk to your audience. And you know, we'd love to come back on anytime. Well, it's patriotism is not um, blind allegiance in one particular party or the other one, and uh, maybe in people are starting to wake up and they understand that uh, and get away from that dogma and think for yourself. There's there's a lot more freedom when you think for yourself. Justin, thank you so much. Hope you have a great Martin Luther King Day. And we'll chat with you again real soon.